Cyrus let out a joyous woof and circled Nikki's legs until she bent over to give him what Cyrus considered his daily dose of loving. And then she was gone. Cyrus sat on his haunches, panting, as he looked at his master to see what was coming next. I think we're back on track, buddy. If not, we're on the way. It won't be the end of the world if you have to sleep on the floor. You take up half the bed. You know that, right? Cyrus ignored him as he ran to the kitchen. If he pouted, he knew that Jack would let him lick the breakfast plates. And he'd spotted the half slice of bacon Nikki had left on her plate. For him. She always left a half slice just for him. The minute he licked the breakfast plates clean, Cyrus ran into the family room to rummage through his basket of treasures for one to take to work. He heard Jack shouting from the kitchen, Just one, Cyrus, not the whole damn basket. Jack looked around to make sure the kitchen was tidy before he turned off the lights. He checked the back door to be sure that the storm door was locked and the deadbolt in place. All he had to do was put on his jacket, set the alarm, and he and Cyrus were good to go. Oops, he'd forgotten to turn down the thermostat. He did that and, as an added precaution, checked to make sure the glass doors on the fireplace were closed too so that no dying embers would spark outward. Now they were ready to leave. Jack stood on the front stoop as he looked up and down the street for his tail. He didn't see anything that looked suspicious, but he knew he or she was out there just waiting for him to get into his car. A light dusting of snow had fallen during the night, and the day was overcast, typical December weather. As he let his gaze travel up and down the street, He noticed Christmas lights, garlands, and Christmas wreaths on several doors, a reminder that he needed to do some decorating himself. He made a mental note to call Yoko to order his tree and wreath. He hoped the Christmas spirit would invade his being sometime soon. Twenty minutes later, given the heavy traffic, Jack waited for a break in the flow of cars so he could make a left turn into the alley that would take him to the back door of the Bolo building. He stopped short when he saw a gaggle of Asian men jabbering and pointing to him as they waved their arms every which way. Jack lowered the window, and before he could ask what was going on, a little man with a snow-white beard said, Harry sent us. Back up. Park someplace else today. You pay half now, okay? Huh? Was all Jack could think of to say. Cyrus weighed in, howling his displeasure. The little man raised one finger and stared at Cyrus, who suddenly went silent. Jack thought the wise thing to do would be to follow instructions. As he did so, he was texting Harry, who texted back, Pay him half now. Jack parked at the Bagel Emporium, then crossed the street. His tail was going to be hard-pressed to find a parking spot. The thought pleased Jack as he walked along with Cyrus, who was clutching his tattered duck which had only one leg and half a beak. Back in the alley, Jack motioned for the little man to follow him. Inside, he asked him what he was doing for Harry. Iron gate with electricity, secret stuff, pay half now. Yeah, yeah, I get the pay now, but what about the other end of the alley? We do that too. Shop owner know you pay. They okay with iron gate. Cyrus looked like he was about to protest until the little man stared him down and pointed his finger at him. 
Jack wrote out the check and winced at the amount, but kept his cool. He escorted the man to the door, Cyrus beside him, the tattered duck clutched between his teeth. The little man bent low and whispered something in Cyrus's ear. The duck fell to the floor. A second later, Cyrus had his two front legs wrapped around the little man in a dog-human hug. The man smiled, patted him on the head, and left. What the hell, Cyrus? I don't even know that guy, and you're hugging him. For all we know, he could be a terrorist. You should be ashamed, Jack ranted. Cyrus looked up at Jack as much as to say, Do you really think Harry would send a terrorist to ask for a check? Realizing the absurdity of his statement, Jack bellowed, All right, all right, I'm going to give you that one, as he stomped his way into the kitchen, his cell phone in hand. While the coffee dripped into...